This special NFL Draft edition of Hey Fightin' Podcast, Road to the Pros, is brought to you by Community Coffee, bringing people together over great-tasting coffee for over four generations. Discover your favorite blend at your local grocery store or visit us at communitycoffee.com. down with Kerry Vincent. Kerry, welcome back. It's good to see you, man. It's been a while. Um, what's, what's the last year been like for you? Because you were, you were one of the guys that in this this weird, tough season had to make a decision in the fall to, to step away and, and opt out and, and start preparing for your future. And it's funny because I remember in like February or January of last year being an admin and you walked by, I was like, what's up, Kerry? And I was like, I was like, "Are you are you coming back? Are you are you staying?" I was kind of messing with you. You're like, "Oh, I literally just tweeted that I'm coming back." No and and then obviously everything changed after that when COVID hit. So take take me into that that moment where you've got to make a decision on what you're going to do after you've already made a decision on what right. you're going to do. What was that like to go through that process? Um, first off, it was obviously difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, not being being able to compete and uh, play with, with the team this season. But, um, you know, at that point when I made the decision, you know, n- nobody was sure if there was even going to be a season. Yeah. But um, it was definitely difficult, you know, having to watch the team compete and play from afar. Um, but it was also beneficial to me, uh, you know, taking the season off. Like I was telling uh, Emily, I played football. I started playing football in 2007 all the way up until last year. Hmm. I I'd had a season there consecutively. Never yeah. missed a year of football. Um, so that was definitely different. I say like a culture shock. But – um. I say it was beneficial as well because, I, I mean, being away from the game, I learned a lot about myself. It also made me appreciate the game a lot more. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm even um, – that's good for me during this process. I'm I'm more hungry for it, you know. Uh, going ahead and into the league, it's like an extra push, more motivation. Yeah. How would you watch a game? Were you just, like, sitting on the couch, like, with your family watching games? Um, yeah, so I, I actually didn't leave. I was still here training with Ryan okay. Clark. So, um, yeah, I really just sit in my apartment and, and, and watch the games with the guys and, and be coaching from, from the couch. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty cool. It was different, but it was cool. We, I just had Ryan on a, a different podcast that I do, and he's, he's got so much wisdom, man, and he's, he's fascinating to talk to. What was it like working out with him, a guy that, I mean, knows the ropes and knows what it means to succeed at the next level? Um, what was it like to spend all that time working out with him and, and kind of a lot of people, it's a fast process, right? This, the football season ends, and then they've got three, four months to get ready for the draft. You had more time to work with. What, what was that like working with him and kind of taking your time and, and figuring out how to best prepare for this moment? It was definitely beneficial. You know, 13 years in the league, two Pro Bowls. I mean, who would? I, I just became a sponge. Yeah. You know, just soaked in everything he, he had to offer me, um, you know, the mental and the physical aspects of the game. And, um, uh, He's, I'm, I'm real grateful for RC. You know, uh, we're grateful to have him in the area and still be able to, you know, come and get his, get his hands on these guys and be able to help them through, you know, him being and going through every level. You know, the guy, the, the position that we're trying to be in, you know, he's been there at every level. So, um, you know, he's, he's very beneficial to the players and, uh, and I, I, he's very beneficial to me as well. When you start the preparation process and as it develops and goes on and gets closer and closer to the finish line, where's your focus been? Like a lot of these guys have asked them kind of physically where they're trying to get. For you, like the speed's always been there, right? So it's, right. I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's about refining that and making sure that 40 is as fast as it can be. But big picture, what's kind of been the focus for you on, okay, I've got six months to get ready for the NFL, NFL draft. Here are the things that i got to get better at, work on, improve. So, I mean, of course, you to, to play in – 
first to play in the SEC, you got to be, you know, physically gifted, but, mm-hmm. of course, for the league. But um, I've been more so working, you know, mentally. Hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, like I said, taking that time away from the game benefited me. It's, it's benefited my mental. Uh, I've got to really find out who I really am. You know, being away from, from the game for, for six, seven months, you know, you, I'm doing something different, doing stuff I, I never did before. Yeah. I'm having a lot of free time. But um, I've, the game is, is is just as mental as it is physical. And um, I've just been working on, you know, meditating, putting my mind in the right spot to, mm. to make sure that, you know, I'm – I'm already know I'm I know I'm physically ready to go. Yeah. Uh, but I just know that when I'm when I'm locked in in my head, you know, I'm focused on everything that I feel like I I can't be stopped and I and I can do everything to the to the best of my abilities. So you picked up a meditation practice? No doubt. How how did you develop that? Who'd you pick it from? Did, it, was there someone kind of being a mentor in that role that said, "Hey, this is what I do. It can work for you," or did you just kind of stumble just, upon it yourself? Just, it's I definitely stumbled upon it myself. It's just going through uh like I said, going through different emotions like um. Like I said, I'm so used to playing football every year. When you're on a football team, you're around 60, 50 yeah. guys every day yeah. interacting. Uh, me, I wasn't a part of that. I was I was home by myself most of the time. Hmm. As, as I told you, I was still here. Um, when I wasn't working out with RC, I was at the house by myself. Yeah. So that was that was different, like a culture shock. So I, um, was it hard? It, it was definitely hard in the beginning because it was new for me, Yeah. something that I'd never been through before. But um, like I said, I, I, I worked through it myself, and I, and I, I pushed through it, and I feel like – it was something that I needed, yeah, and I'm and I'm grateful for it. I, f- I feel like um, I'm remembering a conversation I had with Shelly Mullinix, and she was I think it was after one of her yoga classes, and I was doing an interview with her, and she was saying that um, the defensive backs were the ones who needed yoga and meditation the most because their mouths never stopped running and their minds never stopped running either. Was that the same for you? Like I know you love to talk and everything, but is your mind kind of racing as fast as, as you, as you run? Like you have a, a brain that always races and you had to figure out how to just control that and master that part too. Yeah. She couldn't have said it any better. You know, everybody knows I'm a talkative guy. <laughs> I always speak what's on my mind, but yeah. um, it, it is like that. My, my, my mind was always racing, uh, moving a, a mile a minute. Hmm. And um, like I said, you know, taking that time away, I was able to, to, to focus, like, you know, get, let's think about this. Let's do this. How is this going to help me? Yeah. Um, it's, and like I say, man, I said it once, I said it again. Like, I'm just most grateful for it. It's, it's really what I needed. Yeah. What, what do you take away from this place? Um, this place was, was good to you in, in the sense that, I mean, you, you won a national championship. You're here at the precipice of, of your next dream. I remember talking to you, man, before the Fiesta Bowl, and you had just lost your father, yeah. right? And you were there, and I could tell in that moment, like, people deal with grief in different ways, but I could tell in that moment, like, almost like Steve Ensminger the next year, the football team and the football field was a solace, right? And it, it was it was the best place for you to be in that moment, for Steve to be in that moment. And then, I you know, I think about national championship. I think about all the things that you accomplished here. What do you, what do you take away from this place? More than anything, away from football, away from everything else, that this place and that the people here have given me is love. Mm. And, and as a as a as a student athlete, as a kid coming into you know co- to college, you know you don't many people don't say it, but that's that's really what you want. You just want to go somewhere where people truly appreciate you, truly care for you. And um, I knew that I, I knew that I was loved here way before my father passed. But yeah, that was just the that was the the icing on the cake. The you know how they embraced me. You know and like like I like I told everybody during that. You know being around those guys is what helped me get through that. Yeah, you know if if. If it wasn't for that game, I don't I don't know if I would have been able to cope with anything. Hmm. But that's 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 what the, that's what I can take away. This man, they they've loved me 
I've since from the time I came here from Texas. Yeah. A, a foreigner basically. <clears throat> They've taken me in as one of their own. And uh that's why I'm forever LSU. You um you have a special connection to this place in in more than one way because you ran track here as well. Right. And I was I was thinking about that earlier and how the two sport athlete is 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 such a hard balance to to strike like I I don't think people have any idea they don't um so I'm interested in that and then I was also just thinking like how I saw the track team is the the men's and women's are are both number one right now I mean you you know it's a two-part question one just the struggle balancing that and trying to do both and how that made you better but two like you were surrounded by elite athletes on both sides constantly right in the in the football locker room but then you go over to to the track and Bernie Moore and there's just superstars over there too so what did those two questions the trying to balance it but also just being surrounded by so much greatness so balancing it um for for the average joe can't handle it <laughs> can't do it can't do it <laughs> but um you know me coming from that background doing that in high school yeah um it was i was somewhat used to it uh in high school i didn't have to do spring ball here i did yeah track yeah. and then still had to participate in spring ball so um it's really just big <laughs> on like you know maintaining your body staying healthy but uh you know the guys in, in, in both training rooms helped me the guys and women in both yeah. training rooms helped me with that um made sure i was always straight yeah you need you needed a break <laughs> you needed no a season yeah. off <laughs> no doubt but um yeah and the being surrounded by elite athletes in both rooms I, that's just that's that's I've always that's that's what motivated me. That's yeah. what pushed me. Yeah. Because everywhere I go, I want to be the fastest. I want to be the I want to be the best athlete. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's competitive. It, that's the, it's just the competitive nature. And, yeah. and of of course, there's always gonna be somebody faster, stronger than you. But that's the that's the push. That's what makes it fun. You know, being able to compete with those guys. I'm practicing with these guys. Yeah. I'm I'm practicing with with the with the best pole water in the world. I'm yeah. running next to to Unbelievable. To, to, to to Terrence uh, Laird, who's the number one. Uh, 200 meter guy in a in a country Sub 20, right now. Yeah. Like, come on now. So, I mean, what more do you want? Then I then I'll, I'll leave track practice and I'm going here. I'm I'm covering Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I'm covering Jamar Chase. <laughs> so, like, what? I mean, what what else do you want? If if I'm an NFL GM, I'm buying your pitch right now. Right. That's pretty. That's a pretty strong pitch. Um, when when you were when you were running track and, and then coming over to football, you talked about the competitive nature. Um, running track. Who were the guys that really pushed you over there? That I mean, just well. Before I ask you that. I know you won a national championship, SEC championship here. Would you would you win with track? You won a uh, four by won, four? We won like two we won You were in the four by four or four by one? Four by one. We four won two one. SEC championships. Yeah. Um recorded the ten fast the tenth fastest time ever in the four by one. Uh we unfortunately we didn't get to win a national championship dropping a stick at the at Yeah, the yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, but uh I had some big accomplishments on the track team. Who who was on that four by one with you? Uh myself, Akani Hislop, uh Corian Mosby, and Jerron Flournoy. So who who are the guys over there that that push you? You mentioned Mondo, but like I imagine you come out here and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna speak for you. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you line up against any LSU football player, you're gonna win a foot race. Um, am I am I correct there? Yeah, no doubt. Okay, <laughs> but track who, who was who was pushing you over there? Believe it or not, it was the, it wasn't the guy that I was running with. It was the dude that was starting and stopping at the time, Benny Brazil. Um, him being a, a former football player and track runner he knows as well. How it goes, yeah, man, on me so tough. Yep. Um, n- never let me slack. He. He seen in me what I didn't see in myself, and he pushed me, and he made sure he got it out of me every day, every track practice, every meet. And he he won national championship in football and track. In both. Xavier Carter was here. Won, I mean, broke all kind of records. I don't know. Did he? Did Xavier Carter win a national championship in football? I can't remember what the time frame was with Xavier Carter. I know um, he won a hundred. Yeah. I don't know if he won. I mean, I he set so many records. I I could look it up after. I'm sure there's somebody listening right now. Is 
yelling. Of course, he was here. I don't, I don't remember when Xavier Carter was here, <laughs> no but doubt. he was he was incredible. But you know, you you kind of just made the pitch for me right there. But when you're talking to NFL GMs or you're talking to scouts or whoever, and they're saying, "All right, Kerry Vincent Jr., why why am I why am I taking you? What am I getting in you when when we pick you?" And I, I mean that from both what you just talked about the competitive side, but also as a football player because you played nickel, corner, safety. So what? what are, yeah, what are they getting? You know, before we even get to the, the, the physical aspects, you're getting, you're getting that energy from me. Uh, I'm pretty sure you got anybody here in this program, the staff players, I always got the energy. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to keep every, I'm, I keep everybody uplifted. Mm -hmm. um, just because I know that's what you, that's what you need in a practice, in a game, because things are not always easy. You know, we, we faced adversity many times uh, my last season. Um, it's really about, you know, keeping guys up that, that really, you know, gives them that push. You know, yeah. when guys mess up, if you know you got somebody behind you that's just with you right or wrong, that just makes you want to, you know, get that, that grit that makes you want to go more. And then, man, then the versatility, as you said, the ability to play almost every position in the secondary, not even almost every position in the secondary. Yeah. Um, doing that, at, I, do it, I did that at the highest level. Um, SEC, it don't get no better than this, close things to the NFL. So it's that simple. All right, the million-dollar question. This is going to air after Pro Day. What are you running tomorrow? 40? 4-2. 4-2. We'll see you tomorrow. I love it. I love the confidence. I, look, I, I don't doubt it. When I, I was asking all these guys to, to pick a trait, and I, I could ask you the same question, but I basically said, hey, look up there, look at all those faces, pick one trait and build the perfect prospect, and I'll do the same thing for you. But every, everyone had a different answer for everybody, and then it got to Kerry, Vincent, and all right, speed. You know, I want Kerry speed. <laughs> so th they're, they're in unanimous agreement. But do, this, do the same. We'll do the same, the same game that we've played. So what you want me to do? Let's start on the left okay, start with, with Tori. And I want you to take one quality from okay. each guy that you would use, either steal for yourself or like if you're like in create a player mode on Madden, and you're like, all right, I'm building like the perfect player, and this is what I'm taking from this guy. So okay. start with start with Tori. Okay, Tori, fearlessness. Yeah, guys, <laughs> just pure fearless. You watch yeah. him on film, you see that. Jamar, whoo. That guy's so many traits. Um, Everyone said that. Everyone has been like, I don't know what to pick from it's Jamar. Not, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like a grab it's really bag. not much that he can't do. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's a trait. I'll just say it's strength. Yeah. Uh, dude, that's, that's, that's just one of them that I'll take build, from. Build like a running back. Um, Jabril, he has, he's, a, he's deceiving. He has, like, deceiving speed. He's, yep. the, he's a deceiving athlete. Yep. Um, Great athlete. So I'll take, I'll take that um, from Terrace. What did I take from Terrace? Terrace just – he's smooth. Terrace. He, just, Terrace. he just makes everything look easy. Yeah, he does. Like he, he does it, like, effortlessly. Yep. Um, so I'll take that, uh, his, his ability to make, make things look easy. Um, Racy. <laughs> Racy's energy. Yeah. Racy's energy is unmatched. Yeah. Uh, I think practice, you're the second person to say that. Practice, games, pre-games, uh, energy unmatched. Tyler Shevlin, I already took strength from, from Jamar. So, uh, <laughs> you can oh, double up on strength yeah, if you need to. He got a lot of that. <laughs> he got a lot of that as, as a big boy. Jacoby, um, Jacob, I, I say versatility. Jacoby has yeah. also played – Jacoby started playing offense. People forget that Jacoby was a receiver. Oh yeah, when we came here in 2017, so he was playing receiver. He got some reps at that. So played little H back too, no doubt. Um, of course, speed for myself. Yeah, and then from Zach, um, I just pray that I get that old one day. <laughs> so that's that's intentionally why I've set it up to where Zach's last. Week. I pray that I get that old. <laughs> save save the punchline for last. Carrie's great catching up with you, man. I'm looking forward to to watching you take the next step in your career. It was a pleasure to have you here at LSU. Pleasure to have you on the show today, and good luck moving forward. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you. All right, Zach Von Rosenberg, welcome back. 
to the show. You're a, you're a veteran. I don't have to do the whole intro. Welcome to Pro Day. How's how's this experience? You've been, I mean, you've been through the draft process before, but not this draft process before. How, how different is getting ready for the major league draft coming out of high school and then getting ready for the NFL draft coming out of college? They're very similar and uh, also very different at the same time. And the I guess the way they, they evaluate players now, because there's so many things that have come out in, in recent years, I guess, with how you can test players' mental abilities and personalities. Like, I've taken personality tests. I've taken IQ tests. I've taken, you know, it seems like now, like, even though in baseball I got a lot of evaluation, a lot of people interviewed on my, you know, asking people about me. Sure. Um, now it's it's more, you know, they have, like, testing. Yeah, like it's how, quantitative. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it, it is very thorough. And I, I can't imagine how thorough it is for a higher draft pick. Not, yeah. not that I'm, you know – a guaranteed draft pick, but yeah. I, I, I still have been evaluated like I am a draft pick. So, yeah. And that's that's been a cool part of the process because it reminds me a lot of 2009 when I was going through the baseball draft process. So let's go inside some of those tests that you've done, personality tests. What's a personality test look like? Is it like literally pen and or pencil and paper and you're filling out like a Scantron or is it like, it is was, it like a written exam? It, it was written or it was online too, but it was okay. described. It was of course it's online. Like describe yeah. what, what – most it like describes you best describes you questions like 60 or 80 of them. It's just, does this best describe you? Does this best describe gotcha. you? And are you most likely or least likely? And it's a lot of those, uh, strange questions yeah. I've never had to do before. Well, I mean, I asked Jacoby the strangest question he got. I'll just start there. What's the strangest question you've gotten so far in this process? Interviewing with teams, doing tests, whatever. Um, uh, it, it was a question about baseball. It was like, why, why do you think, uh, what do you think caused or your, why'd you struggle? Essentially? Yeah. What was your biggest issue in baseball? And it wasn't that I was su- surprised by it. It wasn't that it was an odd question. It was just something I hadn't thought about in a while because I haven't been playing baseball for a while. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just said that it, it was, it was hard to face struggle in a sport, um, that I hadn't struggled in before until that point. Yeah. And that's what, that's kind of where it went. You, you had a, you had a decision to make. Um, some of these guys, we, we got the whole, all the pictures up there. Some of these guys just ran out of eligibility. You actually had a decision to make. Would it have been a, a sixth year that you had the choice to come back for a sixth year yeah. and be a, how old are you now? 31? I'm, I'm 30. I'll be 31 in September. Okay. And be a 31 year old, six year senior or go to the next level. And I think we all understand why you made the decision you did, but what, what is that consideration process like? Had you been leaning that way for a long time? Was it, all right, the season ended and now I'm going to think about it. How do you make those decisions because I think a lot of people you're you're a an extreme example of this just because being a six-year senior and, and being in your 30s and having played professional baseball before but a lot of these other guys it's time to make a decision they go through the evaluation process and I think fans and certainly me being on the outside we look at it and we just see the result but we don't understand the process so what is the process of okay I have to make up my mind and decide for my future what are all the things that you think about in that moment um you know, it, a lot of it was uh, I felt like I've at LSU accomplished everything that I I, I came here to accomplish. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's a there's a young kid coming along, and I, I feel like I've been here five years, and that was it seemed not necessarily not necessarily selfish to stay a sixth year, but a sixth year would really you know clog up that pipeline yeah. of, of somebody else's opportunity. And on top of that, I felt like I had a good enough year 
uh, and I, I proved myself this year, if you will, that I, I had a chance to play at the next level. And ultimately, that would be the end goal anyway after next season. And I thought I had the best opportunity now with, you know, a lot of punters uh, that are going to be, you know, as we've seen, Morstead and a couple of veteran guys that have already, um, you know, been cut. You know, I love Morstead and I love a lot of these guys that are yeah. being cut, but they're they're being they're being priced out. You know, after a COVID year with no fans, uh, it's going to give a lot more players a lot more opportunities that otherwise wouldn't have had it. So it was just a perfect situation. You know, I came out punting well and improving on things I needed to improve on, and then the opportunity itself kind of, you know, fell in my lap with with the NFL and the opportunity. A lot of what tomorrow is. And we're talking on Tuesday, Wednesday is the actual pro day for those who are listening well after the fact. Well, a lot of what tomorrow is is physical. It's how fast can you run, how high can you jump, you know, how, how far can you jump, how quick are you. For you as a punter, as you're going through this process, how much of it is physical? You're punting for teams, you're showing them what you can do with your leg. How much of it is the mental stuff that you've been talking about in the personality test? What's the, how, how do the, t- the scales tip for your specific position? Uh, and, you know, punting is always about this kick. And it's not about the previous kick. It's not about the next kick. It's always about that moment. You're, you're 14, 15 yards behind the snapper. You're in a situation against Florida with three minutes left, and you got to put a ball inside the 10-yard line. And that it's, it comes down to that. It's, it's, it's mindfulness. It's the, it's the present moment and how important it is within the game. And it's a game within the game. You know, the field position battle means so much in the NFL now and with analytics that you have to, you know, own that moment, and that's that's something that I felt like I've, I've with baseball and my career in athletics has really helped me uh, uh, have mindfulness of situations and understanding where what my job is and how how I need to accomplish what I need to do. You brought up a very specific punt there, the the Florida punt. Have you how much have you talked about that game? Um, I, I think I, I heard I, you on the I, radio. I've, maybe I've, I've talked more about the the Cades kick because of the fog. Because I've had so many questions of like, could you see the uprights, which we barely like couldn't pretty much yeah like it was uh, like I didn't know it was good Cade was running or he's like I said this before Cade was running off the field and that's how I knew it was good because I heard him yelling <laughs> um but Dude, no he, I, I'm gonna interrupt you he knew it like as soon as he kicked it mm-hmm. the video is incredible when he kicks it he like basically kicks it looks at it for a half second and takes off running and I'm like how how did he know that it was in the second it left his foot he, he told me he said he hit it perfect yeah he knew like he knew off the foot because he hit it so clean. I knew it was a good hit in terms of power, but can, I didn't can know. you feel that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you can you can you can hear it more than anything. Yeah, and that solid contact, I knew like it was gonna have the distance. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but when you're when you have thousands and thousands sure. of reps with the same it's guy, a, it's you, intuitive. You, yeah, you hear things the same way, and when it comes off like that, you're like, okay, he 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 smoked it. Like, yeah, it's it's got the distance. I just it's got to be straight. Yeah, and so yeah, in that moment, I knew he had the distance because of how well and clean he hit the ball. But I didn't know if it was going to be straight. And once he took off running, I was like, all right, yeah, it's, it's good. Have you, have you watched it back like multiple times? Or is it one of those things you just watch it once in the broadcast? You're like, all right, I've seen it now. I, I haven't watched it so much on like uh, an iPad. I've watched it more on like television because I recorded it and like just wanted to rewatch, relive the moment, if yeah. you will. And that's, that's kind of like what, what makes it more fun because you can just hear the collective just groan in the stand. Just, oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe he made that. And so that's kind of that's that's the fun part. That's because it's just it just it was shot it dashed our season. You know they were on they were rolling. You yeah, know, I think they started seven and zero or something. Yeah, and they ended up losing the last three games of the season, and we we had to we got to play a role in that. You know, I, I think I heard you at some point say that was one of your favorite moments of your career. Obviously, you win a national championship. Um, you've had some some fun moments from you know going back to Tennessee in the pouring rain, you know hitting two great punts that that they muffed and and we picked up and ended up winning that game national championship. Um, 
that 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 game against Florida. Like, what what are the what are the standout moments? What are the what are like the top three from from your career? Because it was it was such a I don't want to say wild career, but like to win a national championship, obviously you get the highest of highs, and then there were some struggles certainly in 2020, certainly before that you were around for the the Troy loss. Like, what what is what what are the moments you remember from your career that really you're going to take away with you? Um, so. Outside of the national championship, I'll I'll say the uh, the Florida game where we Gator chomped with a hundred thousand people out there, and uh, <laughs> our hundred thousand people Gator chomped uh, rather is what I should say. Yeah, and that was in the fourth quarter. That was something. That was that was, that was nineteen, right? That was yeah, nineteen. Yeah, yeah, that was nineteen. That yeah. was electric. Um, that was fun. Then uh, I would say the Auburn game, Cole Tracy kick. Yeah, uh, that was that was special because uh, you know we stormed the field and tackled them, and that was that was uh, even though I like cramped so bad, I had to like carry <laughs> off the field. That's that's like one of the embarrassing things. Uh, on a personal level, I, I think my first punt, uh, big situation punt against Florida in twenty. 17 when we went down there and beat them yep the week out the week after troy yeah, yep. we had like three minutes left in the game and i you know i was fortunate enough to get an opportunity to pin them inside the, the 10 and i put it on like the three yard line yeah that was a huge, i remember that and, and in terms of my headspace and a and um confidence as a punter to be able to go out there and just take a deep breath in the middle of the field and say hit the ball to the 10 yard line yeah and, and obviously i, I got it you know better better result than that but that was my my goal was to get it inside the 10 and and uh that punt gave me the confidence. I was like, you know what? I can do it. I can do this. And um, and then on top of that, obviously, the national championship. Yeah. It's just like – it's such a blur now. I wish sure. I could like had a, a GoPro on me at all times just to kind of capture the entire moment. But then again, like it's just – it's so special to just think about and the, the post game and, uh, you know, everybody in the locker room and the celebration. And, you know, even on the field, last few minutes of the game, you're just like, I can't believe we did it. Yeah. We, we grinded through this for a year. And – Went through some struggles, had close games against Auburn and Texas. You know, Texas game was special too. The third and seventeen was unbelievable. <laughs> that twenty nineteen is a highlight reel. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, we could just the, take it out of the equation. It's yeah. the whole thing is amazing. Yeah, it was just such a run. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was special. It was, there was a lot of times in there uh, <clears throat> that I'll remember and I'll cherish forever. I've pledged on this podcast to never talk about two things: Miles Brennan's weight, which is no longer an issue, by the way. Uh, but I just get tired of people talking about it. And your age, I just. I think it's overdone, and you, I, I know you enjoy it and you lean into it, but it's been done. But I'm going to ask you an age question, and it, it's, it's a relevant one. A lot of times you're getting ready for the draft, age is a detriment. They want the younger player. They want the, the, um, the, the prospect that's going to bloom over time. Especially, that's more of an NBA thing, but even with the NFL, like age, age is a factor. For you, um, age – maybe a factor, but it's also an asset, right? So how, how how do you think teams are looking at that, knowing, okay, well, he's not a 22-year-old punter that we're going to get 20 years out of, but we've seen what, you know, not to make the comparison, but Tom Brady is playing well into his 40s. Guys are playing well into their 40s now, and you're at a position where you can take care of your body, you can play a long career. So how, how do you think they're looking at it? How are you looking at it? Well, the good news is for me, um, and from the stance of pitching, it's a perfect example, my arm was essentially wearing out pretty early on in my baseball career. Yeah. Because I was, you know, from the time I was three, four years old, I all I did all year round was throw a baseball. Yeah. And so look at that from the perspective of punting. I only punted my junior, senior year of high school after playing soccer most of my life. And, and soccer ended my in eighth, eighth, ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that 2008 season punting, 
I didn't punt again until 2016. Yeah. So there's an eight year gap of no wear and tear, no nothing. I got, you know, that sounds bad, but I, I picked it up and obviously so, got it back. So but, you have the leg of a 22 year old. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to get at. Um, but no, there's no wear and tear of a normal 30 year old punter kicker. Yeah. You know, I don't have the, I don't have the lingering issues. I have more arm issues <laughs> from throwing than I do from punting. Yeah. And you just needed leg. to drop it now. You don't need to throw it anymore. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I have a, you know, like, my coach, Coach Greg McMahon, always jokes with me. He's like, he's got a young leg. He's got a young <laughs> leg because he knows I haven't kicked that much and I don't have the uh, the mileage that a typical 30-year-old punter in the NFL otherwise would have, I'm, I, I, and which is true. I never have, you know, leg issues at all in terms – I mean, I overkick just because I, I have a bad habit of doing that because I'm like, oh, I need to kick five more, kick five more. Yeah, perfectionism. But, but yeah. yeah, right, uh, especially when I'm having a day where I'm just off or whatever. But, no, I uh, – uh, my, my leg is fresh and, and that's, that's, you know, it's a, it's a great asset for me. And I can, I can continue to say that cause you know, I didn't, like I said, I didn't punt for eight years, uh, from age 18 until I was 20, 25. Yeah. What, um, what, what's this next step going to be like for you? Obviously pro day tomorrow. Are you, are you doing any kicking tomorrow? Are you just going to be there to talk to teams? What, what's, what's tomorrow going to look like for you? So hopefully the weather holds off, but I plan on punting outside, okay. um, and regardless, if it's raining, I'll probably punt anyway. Yeah. Um, and I'll just punt until the balls are waterlogged. Yeah. Because um, I'm not going to have, you know, the opportunity at hand be presented and not at least kick a football in front of some sure. teams. And um, so I'm going to do my best with whatever, whatever the circumstances are, and that's out of my control. But at the same time, it, it is what it is. And, I, you know, I know I'll get another opportunity down the, down the way, maybe at a – a showcase or whatever to punt again but i know that uh i know that i'm prepared and um and i'm excited and then the step after that obviously the draft and and specialists it's always a weird spot to be in because some get taken some don't what's your approach to that process interviewing with teams and you know trying to find the right fit for you in the next step of your life you know i I want the like i said i've told us said this before I, I don't really care where i go i just want the team to want and to believe in me the same way that I, I was believed in here. I was hmm. given an opportunity uh, in 2016 and I ran with it and I'm, I plan on having that exact same opportunity uh, at the next level because I've, you know, I've proven that I can rise to the occasion in that way. I'm a competitor. I'm not a, you know, I'm, I want to win games. Like, yeah. I don't want to just go to NFL and I'm just going to be a guy that just collects a check. Like I want to go somewhere that I, that I can win and uh, we can win. And at every level and every, you know, in high school, we won, won state championships and uh professional baseball won a championship and um uh, and in the nfl i want to win a championship so yeah. that's the ultimately I, i've i've won at every level and I, I wouldn't like that you know i would like that <laughs> to continue at the in the nfl that's the that's the ultimate right so i would i would hope the that i can i can land on a competitive team because i'm a competitive person and yeah. I, hate, I hate losing yeah and that's just the way it is that ring collection is going to be pretty impressive if you can pick up the uh the super bowl ring right then i'd have a ring in every sport <laughs> <laughs> or every level like high school you know a little league, whatever, all the way up. So that, that would be awesome. Yeah, well, my recommendation would be to find the Sam Nader of whatever NFL team you want to go to and just write him a really good letter. And then yeah, you can have the, the email for them, and then you'll be set just like you were here. I need to find out. Yeah, the, uh, you're exactly <laughs> right. I, I don't know if that's tampering, though. Can I email, like, the, the Sam Nader of whatever team? Like, I don't even yeah, know. That, don't, might be that, 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 that might be illegal. Don't, don't follow my <laughs> advice. Consult your lawyer. Consult your agent, whatever, before you do that. Zach, great catching up with you. Excited to, to watch you take the next step in your career. It's been a pleasure. Like nights of old, we fight the whole. The glory of the purple and gold. Come on, you tigers. I said, fight, fight, fight.
fit to breathe. 